0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Jason Kenney, of course, the Premier of Alberta. I read him. Pardon me. I'm just having a little bit of time with allergies here. Uh, Jason Kenney, the Premier of Alberta. There's an op-ed uh, by Mr. Kenney in the National Post. Canceled John A. MacDonald, and we might as well cancel all of Canadian history. I'm just going to read one line from that op-ed. Mr. Kenny says, I think it's much better that we learn from our history, including those periods of great injustice, without seeking to cancel our history. I think we need to know more about it. The Premier joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Premier Kenny, um, make your case, please, and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks very much, Roy. Uh, first of all, just a little clarification. That wasn't actually an op-ed, but they uh, wrote a transcript of an answer I gave to a question at a news conference earlier this week or last week. And uh, I was asked if I thought that schools named after John McDonald, for example, should have their names changed or if I supported statues. And I said that, uh, well, let's get one thing, let's get first things first, Roy. In the context of what we're discussing in, as a nation right now, our collective shock and horror at the discovery of uh, the unmarked remains of 215 children at the Kamloops residential school, our first thought must go to. Uh, th- those children, their families, and, and more broadly, uh, the hundreds of thousands of Indigenous families who were torn apart uh, in the terrible wickedness of the uh, Indian residential school system in Canada, for which there, there can be no moral justification. Uh, it was the state using its power to rip children out of, away from their parents and then uh, sometimes quite literally to beat their language and culture out of them Uh, With a a death rate for children, it's true that most of those uh, passed away from diseases that were common in those days like tuberculosis and influenza, but it's also true that the death rate was significantly higher for children in residential schools than in other settings, in part because of the the often deplorable living conditions. So we have to start with all of us, everyone in Canada, with a sense of, of horror and humility in facing those historical facts and the fact that the Canadian state in so many different ways was deeply involved in it Um, and uh, we need to know that history and Prime Minister Harper was right uh, to make the official apology Government of Canada was right to provide billions of dollars in financial redress as a part of reconciliation Canada was right to appoint the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission there's so much work that needs to be done in that way
0: so what what Uh, has to happen Premier what has to happen then what's the case you're making well, the
1: case I'm making is that uh, all of those things are true and all of these things need to happen. And we need to recognize the involvement of Canadian senior Canadian political leadership, including uh, the founding prime minister, John MacDonald, in establishing the system of Indian residential schools. But uh, where I, the broader point I made was that we shouldn't be focusing uh, historical... Are um, kind of retrospective historical judgment on only one or two figures in our history, because quite frankly, the entire early leadership of Canada is implicated in the unjust treatment of Indigenous people, and frankly, unjust treatment of other people. And uh, we so we need to teach those facts, but I, I don't think it's helpful to uh, sort of drive out of our history um, so many of those who, who built the country. Uh, we need to recognize the good and the bad. Uh, we need to recognize when it comes to John MacDonald, his, his complexity, uh, the terrible mistake and bad intentions around the Indian residential schools, but also that if he if it had not been for his leadership, there would be no Canada. That's the conclusion of his modern biographer, Richard Gwynn, no MacDonald, no Canada. But here's my broader point. If we apply that standard to John MacDonald, and, and people can certainly make a, a persuasive case to do it, then it has to be applied to all of the early Prime Ministers, to Wilfrid Laurier, who expanded the residential school system, who barred blacks from coming into Canada, who increased tenfold the Chinese head tax, who brought in the continuous journey policy that led to the tragedy of the Komagata Maru trying to block South Asians from migrating to Canada. We have to apply it to, I would argue, William Lyon Mackenzie King, our longest-serving prime minister, who oversaw our fight in the Second World War, but who also barred the admission of Jew- Jewish refugees to Canada in the Second War, who continued the, the Indian Residential School system, who oversaw the internment of Italian Canadians in the Second World War, and if we go down this direction, the famous five, the great heroes of Canadian feminism, um, who were three of at least three of whom were. Outspoken advocates of racist eugenics and, and Emily Murphy, the, the foremost amongst them, who wanted to deport uh, non white people from Canada. So, the broader point I'm making is yes, we must absolutely be uh, collectively focused on the work of reconciliation, the truth about the Indigenous residential schools, but we also need to be careful when addressing our broader history, lest we lose it all in sense. And we need to look at it in context. Now, the way I do that, I look at these historical figures. Um, what was their broader? What were their broader achievements and accomplishments? And secondly, how did they how did they stand in, in the mores of their time? And John Macdonald, who proposed giving the vote to Indigenous Canadians and to women in the 1880s, was in many ways ahead of his time. Doesn't absolve him retrospectively of his responsibility in this in the in tragedy and the injustice of residential schools but he was actually standing up to many in parliament at the time and, and 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 liberal indigenous relations minister mark miller admitted this and i thought a very thoughtful comment this past week where he took essentially the same view i am where he said that he acknowledged that john mcdonald's liberal opposition at the time were, thought that he was being too uh, too kind
0: the first nations people so we
1: need to understand uh, the historical context so you
0: know do we not do we not in this country require a better understanding of this nation's history period because we have not been teaching history canadian history properly in our provincial systems for many years. I think there were four provinces, five provinces maybe 20 years ago, that had an actual history curriculum. One province had it under social studies, I believe. But we just don't yeah. do a good job of, of teaching Canadian more. history. And, so we yeah. do, So everything is, it's not history, it's new to most people. And that's, um, I think you're probably referring to the
1: great Canadian historian Jack Granitstein's book 20 years ago, Who Killed Canadian History? Yeah. Uh, where he uh, decried the fact that you could graduate From uh, high school in
0: twelve, sorry, in seven to ten Canadian. So, so, Premier, I'm sorry. Uh, So, what happens then? What happens then with the statues? What happens to the uh, to the naming of uh, Ryerson University, which is another flashpoint of opinion? What 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 has to happen? What's your suggestion?
1: Well, I I think that we need to address all these issues with um, first of all with respect for our First Nations people um, and with empathy. Uh, We we also need, as you say, to to, to to learn our history, the good and the bad. Um, we're trying to do that by bringing much more content in, 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 on Canadian history into our revised uh, school curriculum. I did that as Minister of Immigration for a new citizenship test for new Canadians, including right. I'm not I'm not arguing for jingoistic. Um, Kind of rose-colored view of Canadian history. I included in the citizenship guide for uh, re- references to the residential school system, its injustice, to the, the unjust immigration restrictions, internments, and and other uh, uh, in, injustices in our past. We have to face up to those. But here's my here's my qualifier: we should not, at the same time, um, depict all of Canada's roots as a country as being um, irredeemably. Uh, uh, There's much greatness. There are many remarkable stories and sacrifices and great people, many complicated people, the famous five who led the fight for full equality for women. They deserve to be recognized for that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think, you know, where there's a famous five statue, there should probably be some contextual plaque about their views on eugenics or race right. uh, and I would agree with the same with a John McDonald statue or, or an Egerton Ryerson statue you know so so I think I think we can acknowledge these important figures in our past and their achievements but also uh, in some cases they're really grave imperfections.
0: Premier I have about a minute left I want to move to something else here where it's, it's, it's really a sideways step uh, global news today. The headline is Trudeau must fulfil vow of transformative change for Indigenous people. Wilson Raybould. So, Jody Wilson-Raybould, who's a First Nations chief, who was the Attorney General for this country. I'm telling you things you know, of course. Uh, who was removed from that position by Mr. Trudeau? Jody Wilson-Raybould is saying Mr. Trudeau f- must fulfil the vow of transformative change for Indigenous people. How do you interpret? Wh- wh- go ahead, please.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, obviously. Uh, um I mean, she was removed as minister of justice for by the prime minister and there, i think there are a number of reasons for it and 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 i think she's felt that that his government has not moved forward adequately on these issues i, I all i can say is um i mean jody was a very impressive woman and um i, I think we should t- take her views on these questions seriously uh and, and the work is ongoing look we should acknowledge canada is, is i think making progress on on many of these fronts here in alberta are a uh, number one focus with our First Nations communities is economic opportunity because at the end of the day, poverty, the cycle of poverty is a tragic, uh, you know, we, we, we need to help empower First Nations communities to lift themselves out of that cycle by through economic opportunity. And we we're doing that through the Indigenous Opportunities Corporation in Alberta that backstops Indigenous co-ownership and major resource and economic projects so they can get... Uh, uh, massively improve the quality right. of living, education and, and and future prospects of their youth.
0: Premier, thank you for coming on the program and thank you for never dodging it if it's a subject that's a challenging one. You've never you've never dodged it and when I've asked you to come on, thanks. it,
1: it, it is I, mean, I appreciate. this is an impossible issue to address in a soundbite. This this does requires a say patience and nuance and and uh, and empathy. So so thank you very much for
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green show on Apple Podcasts.